I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Vari here in the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook. We have Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo here as well with lots of NBA playoff action continuing. More game twos today. We have Wizards and 76ers first. The 76ers an eight-point favorite here. Total sitting around 229, even 229 and a half in some places. That's at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. In game one, Philly won 125 to 118, but Washington did cover as an eight-point dog despite never even pulling within one possession the whole fourth quarter. The Wizards outshot the Sixers. They even out-rebounded them, but Philly shot 33 free throws and Washington just 15, so that definitely had an impact. Joel Embiid, I believe, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. 76ers lead the series 1-0. to zero. Vinny, where are you seeing most of the action on this game? Two-way action, Daniel. The, sitting at 8, that's exactly where we open the game. A little move to the under, but uh, just by about a point. Uh, to your point, yes, those Wizards, they started to cover the last month of the season, and They've uh, kept Had a that little trend. magic left in their that's bag. That's right. Cover. It's not about always winning. Uh, uh, if the betters win, that's a different uh, statistic. Matt, do you have any take on this game? <clears throat> not really. Uh, Sixers win the first game, and yeah. uh, they're probably going to win this one, but it comes down to will they cover the eight? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't think you're going to see a big betting handle in this type of game uh, because the underdog's not too popular with the betting public. Right. And uh, if anything... The, uh, the Sixers will probably draw more action, but nobody, nobody's going to be crazy to lay this number. And you talked about the free throw disparity in the first game. Yeah. That's basically because the Sixers are strong in the front line. Yeah. 
they attack the basket. They're going to draw more fouls. The Wizards are a guard-oriented team that's uh, going to rely more on perimeter shooting. So uh, I, I think the, the Sixers are going to prevail in the series. It's a matter of uh, how many games. Right now, is it going to be a sweep or is it going to be five games? Yeah. That's the question on everyone's mind right now. What about Hawks and Knicks? The Knicks are two-point favorites here. Total sitting around 213. Kind of a low total given that it's a Hawks game. 4.30 p.m. Pacific time start on that one. 7.30 Eastern. The Knicks won their final three regular season games, but they lost game one. And they have now failed to cover in three of their past four outings. The Hawks lead the series 1-0. to zero. Do you think the Knicks even up the series tonight? I do. I like the Knicks in this one tonight. I'm not crazy about the Knicks, but it's uh, going to be a small bet for me. And... Uh, I think the difference is going to be, for one, Julius Randle forced some bad shots Mm -hmm. in the first game. I think Randle's got to let Derrick Rose operate a little bit more within the offense. Uh, I I expect him to play much better than he did in game one. Julius Randle was just named the uh, most improved player in the NBA. He's really been one of the top ten players in the NBA this season. But he didn't play like that in game one. Mm-hmm. And we just saw Anthony Davis play poorly in game one and come back like a monster in game two. I think you're going to see a much better Julius Randle tonight in game two. And Tom Thibodeau, who's a defensive wizard when it comes to X's and O's, has got to do a better job figuring out how to contain Trey Young. And Trey Young talked a lot of smack and celebrated after the first <laughs> game. So typically what happens when a guy does that, he gets humbled in the next game. And I think the atmosphere in the garden tonight, guys like Vinny from New York are going to be packing that place, going wild. (laughs) Uh, I expect the Knicks to uh, rebound and tie the series tonight. So I do, of the three games tonight, that's the one bet I do like. 18,000 Vinnies in the garden tonight. That's right. Trey Young will get a message. Uh, (laughs) Although they are betting the uh, Hawks in this game from uh, Knicks were two and a half. I suspect we'll see Mm. some more Nick money, though, as we get closer to tip-off tonight. And again, to Matt's point, Julius Randle, a little bit more discipline, and he's going to need a little bit of help. But uh, I think there'll be an early message uh, sent to Mr. Uh, Mr. Young. And before we move on to Grizzlies Jazz, I'm just wondering, Vinny, between the Nets and the Knicks, who tends to get more money for you guys? Because obviously New York, a big market, especially a big betting market if you're betting from New Jersey. During the regular season, typically the Knicks, although the Nets did take uh, front and center stage this year with their success and mm-hmm. their scoring prowess. So folks yeah. love to bet the net game's over. They well, seem like the team get... people love to bet on is yeah. the Nets, right? Well, mm-hmm. when you have three superstars like yeah. that, the Nets just, are going to, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Grizzlies Jazz? The Jazz are nine and a half point favorites. Total sitting around two nineteen. Matt, do you have a side you like? Donovan this Mitchell is back, and uh, you would back. expect the Jazz to come back and tie this series tonight. So I, I wouldn't really have interest in taking the dog, even though that number is inflated. Yeah, now you got nine, nine and a half yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jazz to win the game. It's not a lock like the Clippers were last night, though, Daniel. Oh, yeah. How'd that one turn out again? Not so well for Clippers betters. Jazz, this game's up two points uh, with uh, Donovan Mitchell probable here. Nine and a half and 219. Yep, Grizzlies won game one. Dylan Brooks actually led with 31 points. And John Moran, another great game by him. We'll have more to talk about. NHL, MLB, you name it, right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Alvarez here in the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. Great show ahead of us. We're going to get to talk to Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest. And later on, we'll have the legendary Jimmy Vaccaro in studio. We Matt? hope. We hope. 
Uh, Jimmy, might, he might be in the spa yeah. at that time today. He's probably but, making uh, the WNBA lines for tonight, right? Absolute research in yeah. the steam room. No question. <laughs> We're somewhat confident that uh, Jimmy B is going to show up for uh, the second hour of today's show. All right, Vinny, let's talk NBA. JVT, his pick to win the West, the Clippers, not looking so hot. But let's start with the Lakers, who mm. sort of took control of the series last night in Phoenix. And I talked about this on the show yesterday. I bet the Lakers had even money on the series price, adjusted series price, going into game two. And that was going to be a bad bet if they dropped game two. But now that they have won game two, uh, it turns into a really good number. And the Lakers are in control of the series after Anthony Davis bounces back last night with a... Much improved performance yes. than from game one. AD last night in 40 minutes, 34 points. What was insane, he went to the free throw line 21 times. 18 for 21 from the field, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, only one turnover. And that was the difference. The biggest difference for the Lakers last night was uh, AD showing up and uh, helping the Lakers get even in this series or get ahead in the series because now they're about minus 250 favorites on the series price. Yeah, I've seen that even higher, Matt, in mm-hmm. excess of $3 uh, on the Lakers for the series price now. And a little more, of course, LeBron was terrific last night. Schroeder was good as well. So a lot more balance, much more aggressive uh, uh, play by Anthony Davis, right. as you mentioned. We talked about it on, uh, on Monday's show as well. I think the thing that really uh, made the difference last was the Lakers' defense, especially in the fourth quarter, Matt. I mean, their defense was, was sensational, including Anthony. Davis, uh, and in the last uh, three minutes of that game, uh, it was their defense that t- took over. LeBron made some terrific shots. Unfortunately, too, for the Suns, Chris Paul could he, he, he couldn't play three minutes of the fourth quarter. Right. So uh, his absence is uh, is definitely hurting this team. Now they survived Game One when he got hurt. Uh, he hurt his shoulder in the, in the second quarter, uh, but again, it was a much more complete game. Uh, by the Lakers last night, and yes, uh, now they are uh, they're they're in the driver's seat uh, for this uh, for this series. Yeah, at the Westgate, it's actually minus three fifty on the adjusted right? series yeah. price. Did you put up yeah. adjusted series? We didn't. I have You're not doing price, that on so the first round here at the South Point, here, right? No, uh, uh, but uh, three fifty is uh, is what I would uh, what I would make. I would agree with that, man. Devin Booker, thirty one points last night. Uh, so he was seventeen of seventeen from the free throw line. Uh, it was kind of a parade to the free throw line last night with a total of uh, 61 attempts between the two teams. But the Lakers, the big difference was Anthony Davis. He said after game one, I take responsibility. I've got to be the difference if we're going to come back mm-hmm. and win this series. He talked about it last night after his 34-point, 10-rebound, 7-assist performance. I know my performance, whatever day that was, I'm so out of it right now, um, was, was terrible, right? to win a series, to win games, I can't have that performance. So I put it on myself, you know, as, as, as all leaders do, and I want to make sure that I've made a statement this game, come out with more energy, more effort on both ends of the floor. So he wanted to make a statement, and he did. He did. Uh, the Lakers closed two-point favorites, 109-102 with the win. And uh, Vinny, how about that total? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we chuckle, right, uh, when we, we see these totals uh, right around uh, where, where the, it, we closed at 210 and a half. Of course, it fell to 11. So. 211 with yep. a 60-point fourth, fourth quarter, quarter, by the way, to right. get, barely sneak over the total. So if you bet the over, you got a little bit lucky uh, on that one last night. And uh, 
bet the under that was the opposite. I was surprised there was not more play on the Lakers. I really thought there was going to be more betting action on well, uh, the Lakers down a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Chris Paul's situation, too, for the Suns, we talked about that. And you referenced that Chris Paul wasn't much of a factor. He played 23 minutes mm-hmm. uh, last night, and you could tell he was bothered by the injury. He had six points. Never saw the Lakers. No. Never, you didn't get an avalanche of Lakers action, at, though, huh? At, Matt, we uh, the game initially we opened this game two, and then it went down to one and a half. We were on the air on Monday; it was one and a half. We had talked also that once we got to game day, we would see plenty of Laker money, and we did. Mm-hmm. We did close it at two. There was some Suns money, but at the end of the day, the Lakers. You have to remember we're in every parlay. Right. The game, the other LA game. Uh, which we'll get to here in a minute. And in terms of the uh, the Clippers, that's where we saw uh, more line movement uh, in terms of a move. But yesterday, uh, this was a game that uh, was uh, there was certainly more Laker money overall. Lakers uh, and over, which is uh, which is why the game went from eight to ten and a half. All right, let's talk about the Clippers. They lose control of their series. Yeah. A lot of the Lakers are taking control. Uh, the Clips last night fall to the uh, Mavericks, down 0-2 in the series. This is from ESPN Stats and Info. The Mavericks are the 32nd team in NBA history to win the first two games of a best-of-seven series on the road. 27 of the previous 21, excuse me, 27 of the previous 31 went on to win the series. 27 and four. Last night, the Mavericks win 127 to 121 as seven-point dogs and plus 270 on the money line. Matt, when you look at you talk about a series price now with things flipping here, where the Clippers going into this series were any, uh, somewhere between four fifty and five dollar favorites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're <laughs> you're going to see close to three dollar favorites now in in terms of the Mavericks here. This was a game though that was all about the Clippers. We opened this game six. This game got as high as seven and a half before we got some buyback on Dallas, and uh, the game did close seven uh, two sixteen. Uh, for the total, which is right where it opened. So it really didn't uh, move that much on the total, but there was certainly more uh, parlay money to to the over. Not real uh, surprising there, but it was all about the Clippers at the betting window yesterday. We, why? Because they couldn't lose two in a row, right? Especially at home, but there we go. I didn't They're think they were going to lose last night's game. Fortunately, yeah. I did not bet that opinion last night. Uh, the Lakers were the only action I had last night, but the Clippers, you know, JVT picked the Clips to win the West. I said, you know, I learned my lesson with the Clippers a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was right there with him picking the Clips to win the West. And this is something about that team. The makeup of that team is just not right. A mentally mm-hmm. fragile team. They're, they don't have the right chemistry and maybe not the right coach. Uh, Aaron Renning tweeted this last night about uh, Tyron Lue. I've never seen a more confident coach, Tyron Lue, pregame and postgame. But the absolute worst in game. Mm-hmm. And if uh, Aaron Renning's going to be in here in studio with me on Thursday and Friday to co host the shows, uh, he watches and bets the NBA uh, religiously. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever understood why Lou was the pick to uh, replace Doc Rivers when he was sitting next to Doc Rivers on the bench last season when the Clippers had the meltdown. You know, it's, uh, that's an interesting point, uh, Matt, that you and Aaron bring up. And Aaron has uh, some terrific NBA opinions. I, I think the other part of it is who's coaching the who's the coach on the floor? Like with the Lakers, you see LeBron take complete control, right, yeah. and in game, and he is the the coach. Some people would say he's the coach. Period. Uh, but either way, they're in a much better position. There's no personality. Uh, uh, on that team that does just is willing to grab people by the night and say, hey, listen, we got to get this done. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, you can't. That's uh, a good point, too. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's it's not that's Patrick where, Beverly. It's he, not Paul George. It's, and really, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard doesn't Leonard. talk. He's, he's he quiet. doesn't talk. Listen, yeah. he gets he gets results and he plays a right. great game. But in the playoffs, especially 
who is the coach on the floor? Who is going to be that person that takes charge and gets it done and, and really extend that energy and that attitude to the rest of the team? That's missing on the Clippers, and that's exactly what Aaron's You know, Kawhi to. Leonard did his part last night. Had, I mean, the yeah, guy he came did. Out, he had a great game. Right? He was uh, phenomenal from the start and finish with 41 points. But that guy for the, the Mavericks, there's no doubt it's Luka Doncic. Yeah. 39 points last night, hit five threes. He bricked uh, five free throws, so if you want to nitpick on his performance, you can. He also had seven turnovers, but Doncic, Hardaway Jr., and uh, Porzingis last night combined for uh, 87 points Balance. for the Dallas Mavericks. Those Not really known as the big three, but those big three uh, last night were enough to take down the Clips. Young team playing with a lot of confidence, uh, Matt. And again, uh, there, there's an ex- now. Uh, maybe, maybe the Clippers. You know, they go on the road. They're uh, uh, this, this is, uh, this is. Uh, they get now. Here's where the veteran aspect has to come into play, right? I mean, and now it's a must-win for the Clippers, and maybe getting out of L.A. and getting down to Dallas will help. They've got to weather a pretty uh, excited crowd down there. Uh, weather the first period, uh, first period, and uh, they they may pull it out. But uh, this is uh, this is a tough task. There being down two games at home, man, very difficult, very difficult. Clippers got to figure out how to defend Luka Doncic on the pick and roll. Tyron yeah. Lue just he's not really a good defensive coach. He's not mm-hmm. a strong coach in any area whatsoever. And uh, Paul George obviously is going to have to. Step it up, too. By the way, Clips open. Uh, we opened about one and a half point favorite uh, in that game on Friday. No movement yet. All right. Clips last night get 41 from Kawhi, 28 from PG, but Paul George won for seven from three point range. And uh, the Clips go down 0 2 in the series. Uh, Vinny, let's talk about tonight's games. Wizards, Sixers with uh, the Sixers. Favored by eight. We're seeing really no movement in the market on the number on this game, and not really not much movement in the total. No, Matt. I think if you see movement, if if this game goes to eight and a half, then you may see some uh, some uh, more seasoned betters get involved with the Wizards here, and I think that's what uh, folks are waiting for. Or just take a wait and see approach, and perhaps in game, uh, this game's probably not going to move that much, if at all, before tip off at four oh five Pacific. Uh, opened at eight, and that's where it sits. We're only down a point. Uh, in, in terms of the uh, the total here, I'm sorry, point and a half, 229 now. We opened it 230 and a half. But that's it, uh, 360 on the money line for the Sixers, plus $3 on the uh, the Wizards. That is also the opening number. All right, I'm going to call this the game of the night. Hawks-Knicks at the mm-hmm. Garden. Yeah. And uh, Knicks, first game went down the wire. Knicks uh, took a tough loss. Trey Young hits a floater and then talks a lot of smack afterwards. Uh, I think you... Um, reference the uh, the key point for me. If I'm coaching the Knicks or if I'm a Knicks player tonight, Trey Young's going to be on his butt early in this game. Yeah. Uh, uh, the way he uh, danced and celebrated and talked after uh, game one, you got to send a statement. Knicks got to be more physical. You got to knock around that kid, and uh, we'll see if they do it tonight. Be like the old Charles Oakley days, right? <laughs> where, where you have an enforcer out there who, That's... if Trey Young drives to the basket early, mm-hmm. he's got to take an elbow to the face. Yeah. Uh, Knicks, two point favorites tonight, total of uh, two, 12 and a half, 213. Again, we're not seeing much movement mm-hmm. at all across the market on this number. I do I like the Knicks a little bit in this spot tonight. I think Julius Randle's going to play much better than they did in game one. And. I don't think Trey Young's going to light it up tonight. Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau's got to have a better defensive game plan. That's a good point, Matt. And I think uh, we'll see some Nick money here again. We did open at two and a half. They took the two and a half, and now we sit at two uh, two thirteen and a half for the total. Just a half point move there. 
Uh, but I think that when we get closer to tip-off, that we will see uh, Nick Money here, and uh, you'll probably see the Hawks trainer on his feet rather than uh, sitting on the bench. Uh, you would hope to so. See what happens. A little bit more. Uh, listen, I think Julius Randle he, he had a, uh, a a great season, uh, but you got to get a little bit more balance. He might have been a little. You got to get some help too. You want to get some more balance if uh, on the Knicks. By the way, this you know the, the result of Game One is the exact opposite of what happened during a regular season. This is why you want to look at but glance at what happened between teams during the regular season, Matt, when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily transfer, like translate, uh, right? The Knicks were 3-0 and against, uh, against the Hawks during the regular season. You know uh, how much I looked at regular season results before? Not at all. This regular just, season. Just was glance at it, but don't base right. your betting on, on what transpired uh, in, the, in the regular season. So, uh, that's problem the problem with this regular season in the NBA, so many guys were sitting out. Well, and, uh, yeah, load management and everything like that. There's a lot of different yeah. factors yeah. went into it. So uh, DraftKings put up the prop that we just had it on the screen. Well, the Knicks beat the Hawks in six. I mean, the Knicks win four of the next five games, plus 750, 15 to two odds. I'll pass, Vinny. I don't yeah, think so. Uh, for, uh, yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't see it happening, Matt, uh, for the next, uh, next But uh, it's good to put but, the option up there yeah. if you want to bet it. Why if not? you believe plus in the 750. Knicks. Uh, or you know, let's get them, get them on track tonight, all right? If you, if you, if you like, if you like mm-hmm. plus 750, you, gotta, you have to love them tonight. I mean, at the end <laughs> of the day, the right? Truth. Right? So. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win four in a row if they drop the first two at the Garden. No. That's not going to happen. Hey, uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to happen tonight for the Utah Jazz. He's back. He was upset that he was scratched in game one. He is going to play tonight. So we've seen an adjustment in this number, obviously, up to nine and a half at some spots, Vinny. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at, Matt. We opened at seven and a half. I think we will see Donovan Mitchell here. And you may see a 10 on this game uh, by the time it tips off. How, Depending on how these first two games uh, get played and, and what what folks do. So if if, if they that'll be part of the uh, the parlay, the three team parlay, right? The first two games, mm-hmm. particularly the Knicks, uh, probably 76ers, Knicks, and Jazz. A lot of uh, public three teamers there. And if there's exposure and if there's success in those first two games, it'll all be going to the Jazz. So you may wind up seeing double digits there, Matt. Two nineteen for the total is uh, well is adjusted up a couple of points. Yeah, you've got a uh, heavily favored uh, home team here. Right. It's down a game, game one, right? yeah, yeah. down a game in the series, right. and that's uh, usually a pretty good angle in the NBA to bet the mm-hmm. home team. Now, it didn't work out for the Clippers last night. There's all, there are always exceptions, uh, but the Clippers turn into chokers in the playoffs. Tim Murray of Eason sent me a text last night. Yeah, Tim is not he has not been a Clippers believer all season, but he played the angle last night of uh, the team down the home team down a game in the series. And he texts me after the game, I can't bleeping believe I bet those chokers. <laughs> Tim Murray. <laughs> Tim gets upset when he loses bet. I do too. Uh, uh, huh? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty colorful too. And, and, <laughs> and he's kicking himself because today he's saying, I, I knew I should. I talked I talk myself out of it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Listen to Tim on the nightcap uh, all weeknights from uh, Circa here on uh, VSIN. Two games up on the board for tomorrow. Milwaukee Bucks, one-point favorites at Miami, total of uh, 227. And also the uh, Denver Nuggets, Portland Trail Blazers. That series is tied 1-1. Blazers, four-point favorites, total of 228. And that one, Aaron Renning is going to be in studio with me the next two days, one of the sharpest NBA minds in the world. Uh, He's going to be the co-host on Thursday and Friday to break down the association. Vinny? Good opinion. We've got three teams... Facing elimination in the Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. tonight. Well, they're gonna 
They're alive. They're dangerous. Elimination means danger. Three good games in the hockey playoffs. Talk about those next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. into the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com. And remember, you can download the free oddstrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny, are you a puckhead? Yeah, I am, man. I've yeah. been called a lot of things, including that. That's because, yeah. Mm-hmm. You love hockey, don't you? I do. I love, yeah. I love, and I love uh, playoff hockey. I think it's exciting. It's, uh, it's great, and uh, from a business standpoint, it's uh, uh, the, 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 the right is terrific, especially mm-hmm. in the last four years. 
uh, with the success of the Golden Knights. Yeah, obviously the Golden Knights being here, I think, has increased the the yep. popularity tremendously in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm sure it's increased the betting handle tremendously just based off Golden Knights action, right? Matt, the the and I, I grew up. I, I loved hockey growing up uh, in a, in the New York metropolitan area. You know, the were you a Rangers guy? I was a Rangers guy, yeah. and then in 1972, when the Islanders were born, I, the, we got tickets and went. And so I, you know, I got to follow both of those teams, and then the Devils came came along. So it was a great, you know, three team rivalry in the uh, in the New York metropolitan area. Then uh, here, the two things that really vaulted uh, and, and launched uh, hockey handle here was when folks, or three things I should say, when we started to uh, put a more balanced lineup, and it was, you know, years ago it was uh, the puck line. So a, a favorite was minus one, uh, and, and <laughs> the dog was plus a half, or you only had a puck line, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or you only had a money line, things like that. So now the betting menu has increased. When Wayne Gretzky got traded to the L.A. Kings, trem- you know, a big boost. We saw a big boost uh, in, in the hockey handle and uh, the right for hockey. And then, of course, uh, four years ago uh, with the, the Golden Knights and their success and everybody – uh, locally purchasing "quote unquote" souvenir future tickets sure. that wound up becoming windfalls yeah. <laughs> for a lot of folks. Um, you know, it's uh, just taken off from there. So, uh, hockey, uh, hockey handle in the playoffs uh, continues to rise. All right, two of the teams we just talked about are in action tonight. The uh, Islanders trying to mm-hmm. close out the Penguins. How about the fluke ending to that game with a mistake by the Pittsburgh goalie? And uh, tonight, the Islanders. At home, essentially in a pick'em spot yep. against Pittsburgh, total of five and a half shaded under. Yeah, Matt, and uh, this is uh, this is a game where the uh, the Isles and the Pens are exactly that pick'em, and pick'em means a dime to both sides uh, on the money line. Islanders, uh, I mean the the Penguins though are favored on the puck line at minus one and a half, plus two forty. So if you think the Penguins can prevail tonight by two or more, uh, you're going to get a big price. They're almost two and a half to one total on a game, five and a half under. Uh, minus a dollar uh, forty uh, for us uh, for us here. So, yeah, it's uh, Matt. Look, uh, playoff hockey. These two teams have gone at it. Close games. A mistake cost the Penguins the other night Big in overtime. Mistake. Big mistake. And now here they are at Nassau Coliseum. Where I, I got. I have to tell you, the the price at Nassau Coliseum to me is worth uh, probably about 20 cents is that in the right? playoffs uh, compared to the Barclays Center. It'd be a great, be a great place to be tonight. A couple oh, of big playoff games in New York with the Knicks mm-hmm. and the Islanders. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz was the coach of that Washington Capitals yes. team that beat the Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. in five games in the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Trotz is doing a great job with the Islanders, too, and I, I figured he would. Yeah, uh, terrific de- defense. And again, uh, Andrews Lee is out. They lost him uh, with about, uh, what, less than a month ago or about a month ago in the season, and they've done a terrific job, Matt. Florida, Tampa Bay. What do you have here? Uh, we're right now, Matt. Dollar forty-five. Tampa Bay at home, looking to uh, close it out. All three games are closeout possibilities tonight. This game's down to a dollar forty, so they bet the Panthers here. Uh, this total opened uh, six uh, under, and uh, right now sits uh, right about there, Matt. Six uh, six under for the for this one here. So a little uh, five cent move to the over. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook told me today he likes the Lightning to close out the series. Yeah, I think so, Matt. Maybe a little bit more firepower at home, especially uh, coming back the way they did uh, the other night. Uh, so uh, it, th- I think we'll see. We're going to need the Panthers in this uh, in this game tonight. Golden Knights trying to close out the Minnesota Wild on Game Six on the road. 
And uh, Vegas, obviously a favorite, but not a big favorite tonight, man. No, Matt, uh, but there's a five-cent move to the uh, Golden Knights tonight. $1.30 up to $1.35. Of course, the puck line, uh, their favorite on the puck line, plus 185 there. Uh, that's right around where it opened, Matt. This total sitting uh, at five and a half under tonight. And, you know, Matt, we're, listen, there's no secret here. In, in Las Vegas, if you are going to bet against the Knights. That's when you're, where you're going to get the best price. So if you got an opportunity to shop, uh, even if you're you know, calling friends and relatives around the country. Vinny, I bet the Minnesota Wild in the game five, a plus 165. I kept waiting for the best price. Yep. It got up around game time. That 170 never showed up, so mm-hmm. I took 165. Uh, I admit I was lucky to win that because the Wild got outshot, what, 20 to 1 in the, in second, the second period? period. It was uh, a... Yeah. Complete domination, but the, the Golden Knights couldn't find the back of the net. Only one home victory in this series so far, Matt. Good that point. Was the Golden Knights in game two. All right, we'll talk baseball betting and we come back on My Guys in the Desert. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Now back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. Trevor Bauer has been better than advertised, even worth the money as a uh, last year's NL Cy Young Award winner. He goes to L.A., gets a huge contract. He's delivering right now in 10 starts. He's had eight quality starts. He's 5-2, and two, 63 and two-thirds innings. He's got 88 strikeouts, Vinny. 88 Ks, 18 walks, a uh, whip of 0.77. He goes to the mound tonight for the Dodgers. At Houston, and uh, much to my dismay, I lost a baseball bet last night. I had Zach Greinke and the uh, Astros at plus money against the Dodgers, and they got blitzed. Uh, mm. Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw was phenomenal last night in the opener of this series. And the Dodgers, even without Cody Bellinger, right. Corey Seager, A.J. Pollock, they continue to uh, smoke teams. Now, they got off to a poor start, but they had the nine-game homestand. They won eight of nine, swept the Giants, go to Houston, win the opener last night, and then Trevor Bauer takes the mound. Uh, Dodgers trying to make it two straight in Houston. Matt, how, you know, it wasn't uh, just a couple of weeks ago, right? Everybody was concerned about the Dodgers. I mean, what's wrong with the Three Dodgers, weeks, yeah. remember? Yeah. Uh, underachieving, and we talked about that. Listen, it's a long season. They've got the talent to get things right. You can't overreact. Uh, maybe as a better, you take some time off. Uh, but as uh, as a bookmaker, they, and by the way, they've been favored still in just about every game, yeah. right? I mean, all but one I still or two. Still think there's only the one game the they have not been favored this season. And uh, open as a dollar thirty-five tonight, up to a dollar forty-five. In fact, uh, as we came back from break, uh, this number moved up again, uh, another couple of cents. So the Dodgers with Bauer, dollar forty-five. Matt total on this game from eight and a half to now eight. Over, uh, over minus a quarter. So we're starting to trend a little bit over once again. Uh, and the Dodgers, plus 120 uh, on the uh, on the money line. So if you think they can cover this uh, uh, number, then uh, why, you know, then take uh, take 120. 
By the way, on a 12 of 13. Yeah, they were 18 right. and 17. Yeah, now yeah. they're 30 and 18. Yeah, yeah. Now they did take advantage of a couple of weak which opponents. Which you're supposed so, to do. Which you have to beat the bad teams. But they're banged up, as you mentioned. You got to beat the Mariners. You got right. to beat the D-backs. Yeah. You got to beat the Marlins. And now mm-hmm. they won 8 of 9. But now they've started to be good teams on the road, too. Giants and the Astros and 12 games over 500 in a very good division. The Padres a couple of days ago had the best record in baseball. Uh, Dodgers uh, right now at 30 and 18. And uh, Padres in action tonight. We'll talk about them uh, quickly. Let's do the Padres game now since we're talking about the National League uh, West. And by the way, I, I should mention the starting pitcher for the dot, for the Astros tonight. Last night it was Grinky Garcia, right? who took the loss. Tonight it's Luis Garcia opposing Trevor Bauer, who is, if you want to bet Bauer, the best price it looks like you can find in the markets about minus 130, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Matt, we're uh, worth uh, – Wait, to take 130 Dodgers. on uh, Dodgers, Dodgers up to $1.45. I said the best price I see in the market is minus 130. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. if you can find a dollar thirty and you want to bet the Dodgers, that's the number to bet, 15 cents to better than here, yeah. All right, the uh, the Padres still have the best record in the division, but only by a half game. They're 31-18, and 18, and uh, the Giants have slipped a game and a half back. But still Padres, Dodgers, Giants in that order atop the National League West. And the Padres tonight, Vinny, um, on the road against Milwaukee, with the sheriff, Chris Paddock. Yeah. He has not pitched up to his uh, mm-hmm. tough nickname. Paddock has been a little bit of a disappointment, uh, but the uh, Padres favored on the road against Eric Lauer, the lefty. The lefty, Matt. And uh, check the status of Manny Machado. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to make sure if, uh, he's going to be in the lineup for the Padres tonight. Uh, betters are siding with the hometown Brewers tonight. The uh, Padres open a dollar thirty down to 6-5 to five now at minus 120. Eight for the total on this one, Matt. It's that's right where it opened. A little shade to the over there, uh, and the pods uh, plus one thirty. If they they can uh, cover this run line, so a uh, little move to, uh, ten cent move to the Brewers so far. Dodgers have won eight in a row. The D-backs have lost nine straight. Uh, D-backs on a uh, definite slide now to the yeah. bottom of the division, and uh, San Francisco is going to start. Johnny Cueto has had a pretty good uh, first couple months. Uh, for the Giants, Cueto a favorite against Merrill Kelly in Phoenix. Yep, a dollar, a dollar fourteen. D-backs, Matt, you, you mentioned their losing streak, and what is it like twelve or thirteen too? Uh, so they've only got one win in the last couple of weeks, but yet uh, a move right now to the uh, to the D-backs from one twenty-eight. Uh, uh, the Giants now to a dollar fourteen. I suspect we'll we'll get some uh, giant buyback here, especially uh, as we keep moving this number down. Uh, total on this one nine and. Uh, Giants plus forty on the uh, on the run line. All right, our producer Matt Neverett's got to play on this game. He's really talking it up before the show today. He likes the Yankees. Domingo Herman tonight a favorite against Alec Manoa, who's making his major league debut for the Blue Jays. And uh, what what price do you have to lay on the Yankees? Well, you uh, you might get your money back, young man. I think this game just got rained out. Did it? Sorry, uh, but uh, they did. Uh, <laughs> Yankees, uh, they were betting the Blue Jays in this game. Double check, but it uh, looks like Herman uh, and uh, the Yanks uh, uh, might get uh, might get postponed here. That's pretty good, Vinny. You know the weather in New York immediately. Listen, my Aunt Camille just texted me. <laughs> she, How about Braves and Red Sox in Boston? Are we still on in Boston tonight? Uh, I believe we are on in Boston, Matty. Okay. Uh, Nick yeah. Pavetta starts yeah. for the Red Sox, and uh, the Braves won last night. Uh, mm-hmm. High total in this one tonight. Ten and a half, even I see an eleven at one spot. Two spots I see an eleven for the. Yeah, total. we're at eleven on yeah. on this game. Yeah, this game is not in uh, in Denver, folks. So this game did go from ten to eleven. Red Sox now sitting at a dollar thirty-five. We did open them as 
uh, 12, uh, 12 cent favorites, a dollar twelve now up to a dollar thirty five. Again, the the penny line with the ten cent straddle uh, here at South Point eleven, as I mentioned for the total, up a full run from ten, and uh, the uh, Red Sox plus thirty five. Matt on the uh, on the run line there. Well, the Braves, my uh, bet to win the National League East, finally back to five hundred twenty four yeah. and twenty four. Braves lead the majors in home runs, mm-hmm. and uh, Acuna's uh, red hot right now. But you know, Nick Pavetta's pitching pretty well for the Red Sox. He's five and zero oh with a whip of one twenty four. Yep. And um, 50 Ks and 47 and two-thirds innings. Pavetta, I think, if I played this one, I'd probably bet the uh, Boston side tonight. Pavetta 5-0. and oh. uh, By the way, uh, Marcel Ozuna, he jammed his finger last night. Very, I don't know if you saw that play, but his, his finger was going uh, – it was not going uh, north and south. It was going east and west that's never when a good he sign. walked off the field. Yeah, so uh, you may sign. want to check on his status tonight. Probably uh, Ozuna out six tonight. weeks. There you go. Yeah. Doctor just texted me. All right, A's on top of the Mariners, six nothing. Bottom of the sixth, and Angels on top of the Rangers, six to one. In the bottom of the fifth, any two games in progress. Yeah, A's close a dollar eighty-five, fifteen cent move to them. Uh, they bet the Rangers today. Angels one twenty. Uh, they wound up going off as a slight dog, just about even money. Two finals in baseball. Twins, big favorites, uh, take down Baltimore 3-2. to two. That game was in Minnesota. And also the Cardinals beat the White Sox 4-0 on the south side of Chicago. We talk golf next with Stephen Hennessy. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and remember you can download the free oddstrader app right now and start winning with the up to the second info you need. Now back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny Maiulo, unofficially my unofficial account has 145,000 fans out there. 145,000? Yeah. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. That's I'll, I'll take that as a as a good number. Jimmy Beccaro did some Twitter research and came up with 145,000 Vinny Maiulo fans out there. No. Stephen Hennessy's got a lot of fans. Follow him at S underscore Hennessy GD Golf Digest at Golf Digest. And I was trying to find a guy that bet Phil Mickelson re- recently, and this is what I came up with. Stephen, did you bet Phil Mickelson in the PGA or did you bet him at Quail Hollow? Yeah, you know, interesting you bring that up, Matt. Unfortunately, I was on the tournament before where, of course, Phil was the first-round leader at Wells Fargo. I did not bet him first-round leader. I bet him outright. Then he faded the next three rounds. And not sure why I didn't think to pull the trigger on 200-1. I mean, I know he was even 250-1 to out there on some books in Vegas. Like I, like I told you this morning, it's going to be one of the regrets in my lifetime not to – cash in on that historic win, but uh, obviously good for Phil. It just stung a little bit to not be a part of that. Well, you're not the only one with regrets, so um, yeah. you know, you're not alone there, and in fact, Phil is high as 300 to 1 at DraftKings where somebody put $1,000 on him at 300 to 1. Yeah. Phil had eight, 18 straight tournaments where he didn't finish in the top 20. He ranked 115th in the official world golf rankings. There were a lot of reasons not to believe that Phil was even going to be uh, in contention at the PGA, yet he wins it. Stephen, when you look back at the tournament and you look at that leaderboard, how do you make sense of uh, how the, the year's second major played out? It is crazy because it was supposed to be the longest major in history, and we had a 50-year-old, you know, against all these young guys, you know, this young generation of players who, you know, worked so hard to hit it far, and who do we have? We have the oldest major champ. Ever. It's it just doesn't make sense on the surface, but you look at Phil's off-the-tee numbers, you know, he's gained all this distance. Uh, he's seven yards farther than the average tour player in 2021 at age 50. It's just crazy. So, you know, he played so well last week and did everything right. And, you know, the thing that doesn't really make sense is we're used to seeing Phil kind of be wild off the tee and there's yeah. so much trouble at Tua Island, mm-hmm. but he, he was just, you know, he was, he, he had such stones off the tee, hitting bombs, had the farthest drive of the day on 16, 18, piping it down the middle. I, I had my mother-in-law at, at a party I was at on Sunday when I told her his odds to win. And when she asked if I bet him or not, and I told her she didn't, she, she gave me, gave me a nice punch on the shoulder. Oh, what are you, what are you stupid? <laughs> 
that just added to my uh, mm. my regret not saying so. Never good to be in the doghouse with the mother-in-law of any. Well, that's right. especially when you don't give her the winner. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so we go from uh, Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and uh, the PGA to Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas for the Charles Schwab this week. Vinny, what do you have for Phil Mickelson? Yeah, Matt, this one uh, this won't surprise you. It's a, it's a little higher, but we talked about it, and I think it's got a lot to do with the course, too, even though Phil's won here a couple of times. 80-1 to 1, uh, the, uh, the uh, this week. In uh, in Fort Worth, uh, Jordan Spieth, we've got favored at twelve to one. All right, Stephen, let's look at this. Mickelson is a two-time winner at uh, Colonial, uh, but would you fade Phil? Would you look to fade Phil in matchups off the uh, major win this week? You think he's going to be celebrating all week? And typically, a guy off a big win like that, you would want to fade. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he said he was up till six in the morning after his win uh, on Sunday night, and you know, we saw him tweeting all the fans and he was drinking wine, he said. So, you know, obviously <laughs> he right. properly celebrated the uh, the victory. But 80-1, to one, you know, I can't fault anyone who thinks he could go back-to-back, like Vinny said, uh, two-time winner here. Yeah, of, of course, he's just making good on his uh, commitment to Charles Schwab, who, you know, has done a lot for this tournament. And I'm sure Phil's buddies with him. He's buddies with all these you know, high, high class guys. And he's probably just showing up. I, I did make a bet with my coworker, Chris Powers. Chris said he would put any amount of money on Phil to miss the cut this week. Wow. So I, I took, I took the other end. I said, you know, I'll say he makes the cut. That's, you know, he's playing so well. Um, so I don't know if I'll fade him necessarily, but there are a couple guys I'll fade. One of those is uh, Tony Finau, who he had a top eight finish at Kiwa. But if you look at the numbers, it was really around the game centric. He gained about six strokes around the greens for the for the week, which you know we know is kind of smoke and mirrors when when it comes to predicting a golf tournament. And Cena's ball striking has been a little shaky, which you know I, that is really what you need to do at Colonial. Uh, these tight fairways, there's rough that's three inches thick, this Bermuda rough that can be tough to control for these guys. So. I took uh, Abe Answer, who I love this week. Uh, he was minus 125. I saw a points bet over Tony Finau. Um, so if you could get a matchup against Finau, I think his game's just a little erratic at the moment. I'd love to save him. Abraham Answer, by the way, uh, a player I just bet at the South Point Sportsbook at 20 to 1 odds 20 to, to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Answer of second, uh, second at Quail Hollow. And uh, actually, a top ten performance in the uh, PGA. Answer shot a sixty. Was a sixty four, Stephen, on Sunday. Well, that was the best round on Sunday, right? Yeah, sixty five was the lowest round of the entire tournament. And I'm with you. I, I'm, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm chasing the number a little bit because we're used to seeing Abe more at like thirty to one. So the value doesn't seem like it's there. But I'm with you. I just think it's a matter of time for this guy and it's been a matter of time he's been so close to that first pga tour win but if you look at overall he's first strokes game total in this field the last 24 rounds of yep. fantasy national um and off the tee he ranks first which you don't think of Abe answer as being a great off the tee player but he's so consistent again i think that's what you need to do find these fairways at colonial i'm with you i think this course just sets up really well for him yeah he profiles so well in so many statistical categories and he's in great form i said with the second place finish at quail hollow top 10 last week in the pga so answer is a guy brady cannon and i both like this week on the futures board and the charles schwab 
what do you think of Colin Morikawa, who, who blew this tournament last year? He should have won it the first tournament back uh, in, during the pandemic. And uh, he had, what, a three-foot putt to win. He blew it and lost to Daniel Berger in a playoff. Uh, I think Morikawa's got to be a guy you like this week, right? Yeah, he's entering with, with some great form. Um, you know, was in the mix, was the final group at RBC Heritage. Didn't have a great uh, Sunday, but, you know, Stuart Sink was up by a bunch, so no fault to him there. But if you look at the tee to green numbers for Morikawa in his last four measured events, he's gained more than 11 strokes in those uh, three out of the four events tee to green. So, you know, I think he's really trending toward another win. He won uh, the WGC in Florida in February. I could definitely see him eyeing up this tournament, you know, a little uh, sour taste in his mouth after losing it the way he did last year. Um, you know, he's, I think, 14-1, to but the the, move, the money seems to be moving in his direction. There seems to be a little steam. So uh, I've played him, um, definitely played him and Patrick Reed, too. Patrick Reed, uh, four starts here at Colonial. He's finished top 20 or better in four of those starts. T7 last year here. You know, one at Torrey Pines, another tough golf course. He's a Texas guy, Patrick Reed. We expect a lot of wind on Thursday. He, he plays really well in the wind. He's also improved his accuracy quite a bit off the tee, which I like to see, and had a great weekend at Kiowa. He had the, the best cumulative uh, weekend rounds at Kiowa Island. He was 500 for the weekend. Helped me win a bunch of money in a pool I was in. So I'm going back to Reed. He's, I think, about 20 to 1, 22 to 1. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like that, too. Yep. Uh, Stephen, uh, uh, give us a long shot that you uh, you're considering to advise your your mother-in-law this time. Is it uh, somebody like Kevin <laughs> Kevin Na? Uh, we uh, we got him at uh, sixty to one. He won here a couple of years back. Is is it Kevin Na or somebody uh, somebody else uh, at, uh, in excess of let's say forty to one that you'd be interested in? Well, a lot of pressure if the mother-in-law is following me on the bet. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Na, you know, the, the course history is good with him. His, his game has been kind of all over the place the last month or so. But, um, you know, we see course history being big here. So someone who also has great course history is Brant Snedeker. Brant Snedeker's game is kind of rounding into form. Uh, I think you could catch him around 80, 100 to 1 or so. I like him first-round leader, too. He tends to get off to these hot starts. And, you know, I think you're going to need a decent hot putter uh, to win a Colonial. We see that the last five winners have all ranked within the top 10 strokes game putting for the week, which, you know, you typically need a hot putter, obviously, to win on the PGA Tour, but that's a, that's a trend that I, I'm kind of looking at. So, Snedeker, 80-1, uh, the ball striking is back for Snedeker, which it was kind of gone for upwards of a year or so. But, um, you know, him coming to a place that he really likes, he hasn't missed a cut here in nine, nine starts. He has a runner-up here a couple years ago, too. So, I like Snedeker. And another guy I like is Harold Varner third. I cashed a first-round leader bet on him here last year and you know hb3 seems to be one of these guys who's boomer bust you know he'll either miss the cut by a mile or he'll be in contention and the ball striking numbers have looked decent recently so coming back to a course that he likes he's in the final group uh here last year so you know he obviously likes it at colonial I'll take a stab at Harold Varner. I think he's around 100 to 1 or so, so I like that number. All right, in the last 30 seconds or so, here at the top of the odds board at the South Point, Jordan Speed 12 to 1, Justin Thomas 14 to 1. JT was about 14 to 1 against a much stronger field last week, but he played terribly. Buy or sell JT this week? He tends to play well after he misses a cut uh, long-term in his career, so 
you know, you make a good point with that number in a weaker field. Um, I haven't bet it, but, you know, I could see it. There you go, man. Yeah, he was a bust in the PGA. Uh, yeah, very sure disappointed. Was. I was very disappointed. Anyway, that's Stephen Hennessy at Golf Digest. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Take care, buddy. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. <clears throat> Paige Spiranak of PointsBet had a tweet today. Jordan Spieth is back. Phil Mickelson winning major. Brooks versus Bryson rivalry stronger than ever. This is a great year for golf, and it's only May. Hey, don't forget about DJ winning uh, the Masters in November yeah. and Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters as well. There's yeah. been a it's been a been really a golf eventful year, golf season. Jimmy V joins us in studio next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.